Bush and Richie here with uh, a podcast that's going to be Richie's farewell note for a week. Your your note, post-it note on the refrigerator of this show as you then head off for a week on your holidays. How are you feeling yeah. ahead of all this? Excited, looking forward to it. Um, wary of eating. I think that's what's that. That's going to be my risk next week, because of course we can't really go anywhere at the moment. I mean, yes, you know, there's the you read about these restrictions about um, oh, there's certain countries you can go to, and we won't make you quarantine when you come back. That's all great. It's a faff. It's a faff. So I'm staying yeah. in the country, not going very far. Um, and just concerned that I might just end up eating all week. Do you know what is in my uh, my crosshairs at the moment? Those just roll things. Oh, um, is he, sorry, you're talking about the things where you have, you make your own croissants and put them in the oven, or is that You not can make that? your own croissants, yes. They come in like a little uh, tin that you just snap in half. So you can make oh, your own yeah. croissants. You can make your own um, cinnamon whirls, your Danish pastries. Oh my goodness, pano chocolats, them as well. Yeah. They're lovely, so, so nice. I can just see myself just gorging on them all week. I don't want to put bad thoughts in your mind, but do you know what? I've been really enjoying our takeaways recently. You know, sometimes you have a takeaway and it's a bit like, nah. These, at the moment, I feel like they've upped their game. I think about a month or two ago, I was berating takeaways, being rubbish, taking an hour to deliver. I feel like takeaways now, I feel sorry for them now because we're about to come out of lockdown, but they've really, they've just absolutely upped their game. We had a, we had a Turkish takeaway last night. It was absolutely fantastic. Oh my I would, goodness. I would I'm say add, go I'm round, add that to my list. <laughs> add that to go round the world. Go round the world in a week. That's what I'm going to do. That's you what I'm going to do. need to leave the house. Rather than an around-the-world holiday, rather than a cruise to all these destinations, I will eat yes. my way around the world. <laughs> now you know what I'm doing for the week. Nobody needs to ask me. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie here with Hometime, the show that's going to give one of you like £100,000 before end of play tonight. Can't wait for that. Meanwhile, hope you're having a good Friday. It's going to be a really good Friday for someone. For a couple of people, actually, today on this show, uh, when we sign off at 7 o'clock this evening, somebody will have won £1,000, thanks to our fantastic show sponsors, Tesco Mobile, and somebody will have won £100,000, the largest amount of money that Absolute Radio has ever given you the chance to win. We'll give you all the details of how to enter that very, very shortly uh, here on this Hometime Show. Are you a lucky person? What was the last thing that you won? Bush, I would have to say, I think I am an unlucky person because I haven't won anything, anything, for about 10 years. And I know, and I tell you, the last thing that I won and where it was, it was at the Dorset Country Show about 10, nice. 11 years ago. Well, what, what, an amazing, uh, what an amazing event that was as well. <laughs> it was, and I won a fudge cake. Really, genuinely, you won a fudge cake. Actually, do you know what though? I, I flipping love fudge cake. It was a great fudge cake. You know, you you go rural like that. They make great fudge. They make great cake. And what did you, uh, I entered, what did you have to do to win it? It was just, it was merely a raffle, merely a raffle. One of those ones where you just, you know, you, 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 you're buying the, uh, the little strip out of the book. And uh, then, I got a, uh, then I got a call back later on. I'd won a, a, won a fudge cake. I had to go and collect it from the tent before I left. It was fantastic. 
It's weird, even just that feeling, though, of, of your raffle ticket being read out, it does make you feel good. You get a little buzz off it. So imagine how good you felt fudge cake, right? That's mm. quite low level. I don't think there's that many more prizes that are, are on a lower level of that. No offence. No offence to the Dorset <laughs> County show. But £100,000 later on tonight, someone's going to be literally dancing in the rain. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be that kind of craziness. Although I do love fudge cake, so um, I don't think there's going to be too much difference. <laughs> Same kind of thing. Same kind of vibe. <laughs> so look, yeah, Bush, Bush is right. £100,000 for somebody. That closes at five today. But it was fudge cake 10 years ago. That was the last thing I won. It's been pitiful since. So what is the last thing that you have won? When was it? Where was it? Get in touch with us. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. I mentioned earlier on that I'm quite unlucky and that I don't, I genuinely don't win anything ever. To the point where I had a direct debit for the National Lottery and I thought they were taking the mickey out of me, so I stopped that as well. <laughs> the, honest to God, hand on heart, the last thing I won was a crate of baby sham at my school fate when I was 10 years old and I had to hand it, obviously, <laughs> straight over to my mum and dad who were quids in. That's the last thing I want. It's unbelievable. And you get these people who win stuff all the time. You always hear about them winning holidays. But I guess you've got to be... This is the message. We're going to tell you a bit more about this 100 grand in a minute, but I guess that's the message. It's the people who get off their backsides and enter these competitions, who buy a ticket to win the raffle, so to speak. They're the people who are making out like bandits and winning the money. Uh, Richard Marlowe says, a bar of dairy milk for getting a liner of Parent Association fundraising bingo night at the local secondary school. I've got, I've got to be honest, any time you're in a bar of chocolate, that's not something to scoff at, Richard. That's not bad, is it? Although it's not quite a high-level prize. You think getting a, a line of, of, of random numbers correct, you deserve more <laughs> than a bar of chocolate and a pat on the head. Uh, Matt Owen says, uh, the last thing you want, a James Bond digital watch that played the theme tune as an alarm in 1981, and he had to go up in assembly to collect it. What a legend. Now, in 1981, that would have been a fine prize, and to be quite frank, still would be right now. Uh, Beck says, I've never won anything, but my sister won a rare. Hello. Oh, phew. <laughs> won a rare at the time clear Game Boy from a Powerpuff oh Girls competition and the Powerpuff Girls game this was in the late 90s do you know what? I remember those clear Game Boys. I still love the Game Boy. They, they were just an absolute godsend if you went on like a really boring, long family holiday or caravanning <laughs> holiday with your family. They were great. Uh, Alexandra Hoopla de Vaz, when she was about seven, gave it to her mum and she still has it. This is like me with the Baby Sham. So many prizes won by kids, uh, prizes that don't mean anything to them, like Baby Sham or a vase, handed directly to parents. It's so unfair. <laughs> and then Mark came first in the bottled beer section of the Wimblington Village Summer Show in 2018. Well done, Mark. He then won it a second year later. Uh, so two years in a row for Mark winning. Uh, he does go on to admit that he was the only entry on both occasions, but he doesn't talk about that. Do you know what, if I was him, a little bit like football, I'd get a couple of stars put on his shirt. Do you know what I mean? Send a message when you're in town. Two-time winner. Ian says, a radio phone-in about 30 years ago, so he's already got a bit of luck with radio stations. He said the prize was the Brave Little Toaster. Uh, it was a yo-yo. Uh, it was a colouring book in yo-yo themed to the Brave Little Toaster. He says, I've not heard of the Brave Little Toaster before or since. Do you know what the weird thing with yo-yos as well is they come around, don't they, like every five years or so. Like, yeah, 
air yo-yos and then you buy one thing i'm gonna do loads of tricks and they're just so infuriating they get tangled <laughs> up and just chuck them away again uh, anyone got any good yo-yo skills let us know speaking of radio stations oliver says the last thing he think he won was a lovely home time tea towel uh, for his solid efforts at playing, remember this guy? Another one bites the dust with kitchen cutlery live on the show. Just just a little taste of some of the quality that's been on this show over the past few years. <laughs> I don't doubt any of that story whatsoever. It was definitely us. Uh, Rich says, I won a signed Pascal Gross Brighton and Hove Albion shirt just the other day. He's obviously in a rich vein of form. Uh, Amelia has won a glass horse ornament at a raffle a few years ago she sent a photo of it and it's a beautiful piece it really is a beautiful piece <laughs> it really is and some hair bows at the school fate uh, says uh, mrs purple frenzy on twitter there's a name <laughs> says although that doesn't beat 100 pounds worth of hasbro toys and games just a few years ago come on then what was the last thing you won think back if you've been fairly unlucky 8 12 15 to text the show Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Could it be Alison's lucky night? She says, I won 50 quid about 40 years ago for some knock-knock jokes I sent into the daily newspaper. Thinking about it, that was quite a bit of money. They must have been very good ones. Oh, please give us at least one good knock-knock joke that you sent in. I'd love to hear some of those. Angela, uh, the last thing that she won was a tin of octopus at school fate. She says, my mum gave it to the cat and the cat wouldn't eat it. How bleak is that? That's the last thing that she won. God bless her. It's been 40 years since Yvonne won anything, but how about this? 40 years ago, I entered a colouring competition and won first prize, a Tony Hart art book signed by the man himself, she says. Oh, what a legend he was. I used to love that show. Uh, Paul Ellis, three bottles of wine in the wine or water game at my boys' school fair last year. Three goes for a pound and pick three wine bottles. How does the wine or water game work, or am I being naive here? Isn't that the thing that Jesus did? I'm sure he did that. He did the I fish, don't think Jesus was one. at a school fair. No, but that, I think he did that on a mountain, did wine and water for a bit, and then it turned into a really popular game that you could play in your lounge. Well, I'm pretty sure that's how that, that. worked. Yeah. Check it out in the Bible. Uh, do you know what? All these people getting in touch saying that they've won stuff or whatever. It does make me think, and, and this is to people who've not won anything for ages. Maybe we need to enter more competitions. Maybe we need to just get off our bums more and then have a go at these things. Maybe this weekend, if you're looking at the back of a cereal box, cut something out, send it off, enter the competition, because there's probably a small group of people who win everything because the rest of us can't be bothered. Wise words. Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Bush and Richie here with Home Time. It's Absolute Radio on a Friday night on the eve of a very symbolic weekend. Of course, the pubs are back open tomorrow, which is kind of the vanguard of things getting back to normal and lockdown being relaxed. As a result of this, yesterday we were doing a 
stolen stroke lifted pint glass amnesty on this show. Let's just be honest, everyone in their house has got like a, a nicked Carlsberg pint glass from a pub or a pub beer garden from the not too distant past. And we're just asking you to send us in a photo and kind of put your hands up ahead of the pub's opening tomorrow and just saying, hey, look, sorry, these are the ones that I've got. We were absolutely bowled over last night about the <laughs> amount, just the volume of nicked pint glasses that you guys are harboring. I was just sitting there watching telly, just scrolling through these unbelievable pictures of just crowded shelves with glasses on that people have nicked from pubs. The brazenness of it, the sheer volume of of glasses that are being sent to us. Uh, obviously, the show finishes at seven, at seven o'clock, but as Bush says, throughout the evening, kept on going onto our socials, more and more pictures of pint glasses. I can't remember the name of one particular lady, but she, she sent like a thread of pictures. There's maybe about three pictures in this thread, each one different, with a different a different cupboard, different shelves, and she hadn't she lifted all of these pint glasses from. Pint it was quite incredible. And this was the very reason that we uh, we launched the Hometime Pint Glass Amnesty uh, yesterday evening, bowled away at the, uh, the brazenness of it by you lot. And I think it's fair to say that obviously the powers that be uh, were also monitoring the show yesterday evening. I don't think it's any coincidence, Bush, that the government have announced not just obviously we know the pubs will reopening tomorrow. That's why we were uh, launching our amnesty ahead of the reopening. The very fact that the government have announced today that pubs can open from 6am tomorrow morning. I wow. think they've realised the sheer gravity of the situation and the amount of pint glasses that people are saying, yeah, OK, I'm ready to return them to the pub. They need them to be open from six o'clock tomorrow morning just to make it happen. Uh, what I found fascinating last night about these photos is that it's like the more well-to-do looking the person, right, the more well-heeled that they look, the more respectable. There was a guy that was like a barrister or something. Weirdly, the more pine glasses they've actually managed to nick over the years, which you wouldn't normally associate the two. It really is unbelievable. So, look, have fun tomorrow. They're open dead early, but drop a few glasses back and just say sorry. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Hometime with Bush and Richie. And earlier on, we asked you to give us your most interesting bits of trivia and life hacks that you can use to wow people. It's all thanks to Tesco Mobile, who allow you to use your Tesco club card vouchers and put them towards a brand new handset. Now, we bet you didn't know that. Here are some of our favourites that you've sent us so far. Uh, Barbara came up with this one, which reminded me a little bit of... Do you remember the day you came over to my place and we set fire to all those uh, uh, signs and uh, motifs and mottos that people had sent in in our amnesty? Oh, I mean, stuff like bless this mess and you don't have to be mad That's to work it. here, but it helps. Yeah. I think Leona might have gone through your bins and pulled out the stuff that we didn't burn because it seems to have ended up in her kitchen, a lot of it. <laughs> Uh, Barbara says, if you've run out of fire lighters, use cotton wall balls. They are highly flammable. Do you know what? Similar to what we used on that day, because we had run out of fire lighters and we used lint from my uh, from my tumble dryer and it, it went right up. It did. It went up a real treat. It was like an urban um, Ray Mears or something doing that bit of camping <laughs> there with the lights going on. That's what you're known as. His nickname in wear is the, the wear round ears. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> uh, Rachel Berry says, take baby tout to the beach and use it to remove sand at the end of the day. No rubbing. Now, that is a game changer because with kids and trying to get sand out between their toes and they're complaining because you're leaving them at the beach, that is brilliant. 
Hey, not just kids. I'll tank myself up. Thank you very much. Uh, Donna says, uh, <laughs> Donna says, cut aluminium foil with scissors to sharpen the scissors. That's a good one. That's our second bit of aluminium foil brilliant trivia we've had so far this week. Paul says, place a wooden spoon across the top of a pen and it'll stop it from boiling over. Uh, speaking of uh, cooking and boiling things, Abigail says, throw a piece of spaghetti at the wall to see if it's cooked. If it sticks, it's done. And Stanislav says, stay single. He <laughs> <laughs> does have a point. And on the line to tell us their interest, in fact, we can say hello to Gordon. Hi, Gordon. Hello, hello. Gordon, you sound like you are out and about. What's going on with you today? I am. I've just picked up my uh, little girl from her tutor to try and catch up on schoolwork. So it's ex- exciting stuff. I've been sitting in the car listening to Absolute Radio. Impeccable taste. Is stuff getting back to normal for you, or are you still in the midst of full-on lockdown, Gordon? Uh, I'm trying to get back to normal as much as possible. Uh, no, it's, it's going good. I'm glad it's all over. <laughs> well, getting there. Uh, it's say, I like the optimism. The end of it. Yeah, I like the optimism <laughs> of Gordon. Uh, right, let's um, let's uh, see if we can do something else that isn't necessarily normal, uh, and that is uh, get an amazing fact. Uh, Gordon, wow us with your fact, please. The CIA headquarters in America has its own branch of Starbucks, but the baristas are not allowed to write the names on the cups for security reasons. Wow. I love That's this. pretty cool, isn't it? It's good because I can't stand the way... They always get my name wrong. Even My name's Andy. It's not a particularly difficult name, but they always get my name wrong when they're writing it down on the, um, on the cup. It's a bit strange, isn't it? I, I might just say, for security reasons, please leave my name off it in the future. I guess the other thing that uh, works against your CIA Starbucks is not just the writing down, but then it's the whole, Andy! Yeah, Andy! Andy! <laughs> hey, well, look, let's... Let's let's shout out another name. Gordon, you've just won a thousand pounds. Well done. Thank you very much, guys. It is our hey, pleasure. Not, not a bad start for the weekend, Gordon. Take care of a brilliant one. And the prizes don't stop there. We've loved your trivia so much. Tesco Mobile have given us a brand new Samsung uh, to give to a runner-up as well. Bush, would you believe it? Yet another hack has come through uh, regarding tin foil. Life hack. The foil container your takeaway comes in opens out into a plate. That is, we're going to do a book. We're going to do a book on (laughs) foil-based life hacks. We've had so many into the show. It's amazing. Uh, well done uh, if your text ended uh, 4702 because once again didn't put a name on this particular one uh, you've won yourself that Samsung thanks to Tesco Mobile it's all thanks to them every little helps Absolute Radio if you insist on listening to them in your own time then we can't really stop you okay let's get on with it then the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I would say, right, that it's a parental win if you can get your kids interested in the things that you're interested in as well. Overall, <laughs> I think that's a, that's a fairly hard and fast rule. It is a parental win. Uh, and luckily, I've managed to get my eldest daughter into something that I'm into. But before I tell you about it, I just want to caveat it with an apology with that in mind to my dad, Nigel who uh, spent years taking me and my brother, Simon, moaning when we were kids, fishing on Bradford and Avon Canal. 
on a load of occasions when we've been in the rain, us just moaning about being cold and wet and wanting to go home and that fishing was boring. And to be fair, he did make us practice casting out on our rods in the field at the back of our houses, which we just thought was ridiculously pointless. And we were quite close to power lines, which made us feel like we were, you know, in a 1970s safety video or something like that as well. <laughs> so sorry, Dad, about the fishing. I have, however, managed to get my eldest daughter, Erin, into watching The Twilight Zone. Now, The Twilight now, Zone is wow. one of my favourite programmes of all time. There's kind of two eras of it there was one in the 60s when it was black and white and they did them again in the 80s and there's loads of great actors just before they were famous like bruce willis is in it it was one of them was directed by wes craven and all that kind of thing and and we've got the audio um radio plays of them we listen to them in the car so i'm very very honored and very chuffed as a parent to say that my eldest daughter erin is into the twilight zone like i am that is fantastic going doing that because you might not uh, certainly not one that you would put her down as a uh, as a dead cert for and the great thing about it is when you um when when you when you achieve that as a parent getting your kids into something that isn't necessarily their kind of thing but you get them into it it gives you that second burst of it yourself because when you've got the kids you don't you you don't have the time to be watching the twilight zone but suddenly when it's a father daughter activity boom it's back in your life. It's weird though, isn't it? Because I've tried to get her into Everton and she's vowed never to go and watch a game. She's not interested in football, all that kind of stuff. So who'd have thought, who'd have thought that the more, what I would think is a more difficult sell of the Twilight Zone is the thing I have the success with, but going to Goodison Park, she's not interested. Although to be fair, there's probably a bit of a crossover with the Twilight Zone and Goodison Park. Before you send any messages in, you lot, have you managed to get your kids into something that you're into, Richie? Absolutely. And... Like like you said, one of my greatest parenting achievements uh, was when after I'd made them sit down and watch an episode of Allo Allo, they turned to me and said, that's so funny, Dad. I love that. Oh, my God. So you got them into Allo Allo, that old classic. They're, they're both teenagers now. Uh, one's 17. Uh, one will be 15 in August. And they both find it funny. Uh, in fairness, what, what's, what's not to like about the fall of Madonna with the big movies and, uh, and the English policeman? I just love the fact that your lad Charlie knows who Hair Flick is. What a fantastic <laughs> cultural reference point that is. So come on then, if you've managed to get your kids into something that you're into, get in touch with the show. Is it something like a low, a low, Twilight Zone? Tweet us now at Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Steve Prince says cycling, especially the Tour de France. My lad enjoys it so much. We went to watch a live stage in Lille when it was on last Beautiful. time. Beautiful. How good is that? And Daniel says my entire family, kids included, all love the young ones. So I'm very proud. Uh, Wendy says her kids are into Metallica just like her, which means they can go and watch gigs together. How good is that? Uh, Cliff has got his kids into Thunderbirds. He says, I'm so chuffed. It means I've got all episodes on my phone. Do you know what? Thunderbirds, anything to do with dummies and, and puppets freaks me right out. That and Captain Scarlet. It's the mouths. <laughs> Little flicky mouth going... <laughs> Um, you're always freaking me out even thinking about it uh, Matt says my three year old daughter Nova loves the Ghostbusters she even has an imaginary friend called Slimer who she uses if she's done anything naughty there you go she actually transfers the blame onto Slimer the invisible mate <laughs> 
Uh, Tricky says his five-year-old gets up every morning and asks Google to play Abbey Road by the Beatles. Says he learned it from the advert, but he asks me all about it. It's sti- hey, however it came about, it's great taste. That is impeccable taste. You're doing something right there, fella. Antonio says, our six-year-old loves playing video games. He's currently obsessed with Animal Crossing, uh, sorry, and she loves a game of Bomberman 2 on my Super Nintendo simulator, emulator-type machine. Six years old. That's good work. Uh, Charlie Garrick says, against all odds, my two love, Ren and Stimpy. I must have watched so much Ren and Stimpy at university. Madness that a kid now is still into that. It's really weird. You know, you have these kind of like grey areas where you've missed out, like a a blind spot in your cultural uh, background. I've I've never watched Ren and Stimpy in my life. Never seen a single episode of it. You'd still love it. I promise you. Is it by The Simpsons people or something different? No, I would not say it was Matt Groening, no. Okay, well, I'm going to watch a bit of that. There you go. I've got all them to look forward to. Flimworks on Twitter says, when the eldest was off ill from high school, we had a young one's day and ate pot noodles. It might be my finest parenting to date. (laughs) And Samantha says, I've managed to get our 15-year-old into watching Killing Eve. Not sure if that's a good thing or not. Oh, my Lord. That's that's a bit of a... Isn't that a bit beyond the watershed and beyond? I don't know. I'm not too sure. I think it could be. I think it's, shall we say, it's a little bit 71 miles an hour. It is a little bit 71 miles an hour. Well, we're about to go beyond that quite a bit. Actually, we're going to go as fast as uh, Ed Sheeran driving down some country lanes in a minute because we're going to make a phone call. It's going to give someone £100,000. What I love about this is that someone listening right now, or you might might be doing the dishes or having tea or whatever, you don't realise that your life could be about to change. So keep an ear out for your phone because it could be you next. Friday evening, Absolute Radio, Bush and Richie, this is home time and this is the moment we've all been waiting for. What about this, a monumental fortnight where we've been building up to this moment, giving away a life-changing amount of money, but more than that, the biggest amount of money we've ever given away on this radio station, £100,000. And it was weird, just a few minutes ago, we were talking about someone's out there and they didn't realise that their life is about to change. And the person whose life has changed, we can speak to them right now, it's Ursula, who's just £100,000. Wow. Hello. (laughs) Ursula, you're you're just uh, digesting this unbelievable bit of news. Can you, uh, how are you feeling? You've just won £100,000. How does that feel? I'm so excited and I can't believe it. I can't believe it. This is true. This is like a dream. Oh <laughs> I, my gosh. No, no, I, no. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> I would be speechless too, Ursula. Try try focus your mind some some gut reactions as to what you would do, what 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 you are going to do with 100,000 pounds. Oh my gosh. Um I think we spend this money for our new home. <laughs> All right, what are you going to do? Do a house up or move somewhere? What's the plan? Uh, at the moment, we're in process of uh, receiving mortgage, so I think that will be a big help for us. <laughs> I'm no mortgage advisor, but I think it might speed the application up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Ursula as well, I mean, obviously, the, you know, there's an amount of money that can do stuff like buy houses for you and stuff like that, which is fantastic, and you can live and not worry about debts and things like that. But is there anything kind of... Um, a little bit kind of luxury that you might buy yourself with this amount of money. It's, it's, a, it's a Friday night, you've just won something big. Anything you're going to slightly blow a little bit of it on? I have no idea, guys. I have no idea at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll have an idea for this question. Okay, 
keep a little bit back. What are you going to have for dinner tonight? Now that you've just won £100,000, I hope it's not spam. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think I'm not going to eat anything today. <laughs> No, you must eat, you must eat, you must dine out. You must, must order all of the takeaways from your entire neighbourhood. I think that's what you should do. Well, uh, Ursula, we're, we're so chuffed for you. What an amazing amount of money to win. And uh, listen, thank you so much. Have an amazing weekend. What a brilliant weekend to start. It will be definitely amazing. It will be definitely amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. I'm still, sorry, that's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. Have a brilliant weekend and all that. I'm still obsessed with Ritchie being able to eat his way around the world. That's so good. What a start. Where are you going to tell start? You what, what about that? Tell you what, I'll give you the chance, all right? Monday's my first proper day's holiday then. So plan my destinations for my breakfast, lunch and dinner. Ooh. Breakfast. I love the way the French do breakfast with a croissant and a, and a cup of hot chocolate. That's really good. Like that's, that. a, that's a very reasonable first leg of the journey. Yep. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, then get yourself off to uh, maybe Morocco for a tagine or something like that for lunch. With for loads lunch. Of, uh, a lot of nice cheeses and those flat warmed up breads that they do that name escapes me right now. That would be quite nice. Yep. And then what about some form of right over the top American style ribeye steak for your tea? Wait a second. <laughs> no, no, look, look. It was all very feasible. You could do France and then Morocco, but then you're expecting me to be in the States for dinner. That's what you need to be. That's what you need to aim for. That is it. Forget Stressful the first day of holiday. Get, get straight to it, mate. Got to go for it. <laughs> Hence wins the hometown show. The boys have left the studio. But let me be your guarantor that hometown will be back for more. Push and Richie on the radio. They'll be back again tomorrow. Pass the music interview. Subscribe, rate, and leave reviews. Home